So thanks for coming. Um, we're going to go back to what we talked about last week, and if you didn't understand that, we're going to go just through a little bit of it. Okay, so I'm going to review. You guys tell me if you remember this. If you don't, no big deal. So what happened to the world after Adam and Eve fell into sin? Do you guys remember anything at all? All right, what happened to the world after Adam and Eve fell into sin? Yes, yes, it became increasingly filled with evil, right? A lot of evil came in the world from that one moment. Um, so good, good, you weren't even here, I love it. Um, can we be just a little bit sinful? No. Whoa, why do you say that? Yes. Yeah, because right, no, because sin ruined every part of us, okay? Our minds, our hearts, and our wills are enslaved by the sin of nature, right? Because the things we want usually of the flesh. We tend to crave things that are wrong. Sometimes it's easier to lie than tell the truth. Does that sound right? Is it easier to lie sometimes? Because it's our sin nature. It's how we were born that way, right? But we seek after Christ to get away from that. So real quick, I'm going to read you some questions, and then we're going to go into some scripture. And it's kind of a long one, so I'm going to run through it. Um, first question I want you to think about is how is Noah described? So when I read this scripture, think of how Noah is described in the scripture, okay? The next one, how is the world described? Okay, so how is Noah described? How is the world described? And the last question is what did God call Noah to do? So think of those. I'm going to read in Genesis 6, 9 through 19. So if anyone wants to open the scripture to read that, you're welcome to join us. So, 9 through 19, long scripture, just bear with me, okay? <clears throat> These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And Noah fathered three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepeth. If I could pronounce that right, Jepeth. Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God. And the earth was filled with violence, like we talked about before, right? And God looked on the earth. Behold, it was corrupt, for humanity had corrupted its ways upon the earth. So God said to Noah, The end of humanity has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of the people. And behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Bold statement. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with compartments and cover it inside and out with pitch. So now we're going into the description of the ark, right? Okay, this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to cubit from the top and put the door of the ark on the side. So we're getting more details of this ark, right? So what's the reason of the ark? We're going to find out right now, okay? So, now behold, I myself am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which there is the breath of life from under heaven. Everything that is on earth shall perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, which is Noah. I will establish my covenant with you with Noah. And you shall enter the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And if every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you, and they shall be male and female. There's a lot to read there, I know. But let's go back to our questions and see if we can kind of unwrap it a little. So first question, how is Noah described in the scripture we read? Yes. Sounds like a good man, right? Sounds like a righteous man, blameless in his generation. That was in the first verses, so good. Yeah, he was, right, he was a righteous man. He walked 
um, with God. And what a cool fact, here's a fun fact for everyone too, when you read on Enoch, it has the same type of terminology with it. Enoch to walk with God. So Noah walked with God, you know, walking him, serving him, being obedient to him. He understood who God was. So he served him. He tried to stray away from the sin of the world. So now, so we know he was a righteous man and blameless. By God's grace, Noah was not enslaved to sin like the rest of the world, right? He was set apart from them. He was, he was focusing on God and not on the violence. Rather, like he walked with God, and this is the same language we use with Enoch, which is kind of neat. Um, Noah enjoyed intimate friendship with God and obeyed his commands, okay? That's how he walked with him. That's what it means to walk with him. So how was the world described in the scripture? Yes. Yes, it was sinful. There was a lot of violence. There was a lot of bad things going on. That was not what God pretty much liked. He didn't like that at all. Like, it was full of violence and sin, and the world could not be more, <laughs> the world could not be more difficult from Noah. Or different from Noah, sorry. The world could not be more different from Noah. The world was unrighteous, but Noah was righteous. So you see the two opposites right there. The world was under God's judgment, but Noah was under God's grace. Keep that in mind. The world was under God's judgment. Noah was under God's grace. So what did God call Noah to do in all this? Yeah, get ready for the flood to preserve what? His covenant with him and his family, right? So he built an ark out of wood. God was going to destroy the world by a flood, but he would save Noah and his family along with many animals through the ark. So the main idea I'm trying to get with you guys today, just to remind you, is each of us is under God's judgment or a saving grace. We're either under his judgment or under his grace. There's never a middleman. It's either one or the other. And I always think of that scripture where it says either we are with Christ or against Christ. There's no little middle fence line, right? It's either one or the other. So let me get this some backstory. The earth was filled with evil and bloodshed was everywhere. Sin was great. And it seemed as though Satan was winning, right? Violence is going on. Everything's doing what they want to do. The whole world was listening to the lies of the serpent. And God, in his righteous anger, just, was about to destroy it all. Because remember, God is holy he can't be apart with and he can't be with sin. He is set apart from as he is holy, right? So, was there any hope? Okay. Well, would God's promise of a coming one would defeat sin and Satan fail? No. And I even put the word meganointo, which is a cool word, which means a thousand times no, to the highest standard of no. So meganointo on that. And God had kept one man named Noah. And Noah was born sinful just like us. All of us were born in sin. But, so what made the difference, right? If we're all born in sin, what made him righteous? Well, Noah found grace with God. It's all in God's grace. God had changed Noah's heart so he walked in righteousness and enjoyed loving friendship. When we trust in God and believe in him, we repent of our sins and we follow in him and be obedient in his word, our hearts change from stone and turn to flesh. He changes us from the inside to serve him, to follow him, and take joy in his uh, precepts, which are his laws, right? We take joy in that. So as Noah's father, Lamech, anticipated, God would keep his promise to deliver the world from sin's curse through Noah, right? His family lineage leading up to Christ, right? God was about to wipe out the seed of the serpent through a massive flood. Just wipe it all out, clean it out. There's sin everywhere. Let's get rid of it. Violent water would cover the land, and every person, animal, would drown 
and all this because of sin. That's how serious sin is to God. He would flood the whole earth and get rid of that wickedness. So it's a very serious thing. But God would save Noah and his family by the way of the ark. He would show grace to them, delivering them from the floodwaters of judgment. So in the sense, we are reminded in these verses that there are only two kinds of people in the world. No, two kinds of people. Each of us is either under God's judgment or his salvation. We are either friends of Satan or God. Let me repeat that. We are either friends of Satan or friends of God. It's a pretty big statement, right? You're the one or the other. Um, and it is God's grace alone that makes the difference, okay? By grace alone, through faith alone and Christ alone, right? We learned that. We taught that. That's huge. That's it all alone right there. So let me ask you three more questions, and we'll go into prayer. You guys are doing great. I love all of you here today. It's awesome. Somebody, I love it. Everything's filled. This is so good. Um, so why did it look like Satan was winning? Yeah, yes, because the world was full of sin and everyone seemed to be following the serpent. But God, I love the buts in the Bible, but God had kept one family for himself, one family against an entire world, through Noah's family would come to the Messiah, right? The one who would destroy Satan as God had promised. So his lineage from Noah moving on to Christ, that's the, that's the one we're waiting for, the faithful servant, you know, the faithful witness, right? So if Noah was born in sin, just like us. We're all born in sin. Why was he so different from the rest of the world? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. God showed grace to him. And grace is the saving kindness God showers on us even though we deserve his anger as well. As the saving power he works in us to change us because we deserve it. All of us deserve that. Yet he shows grace and kindness especially what he did for his son on the cross to redeem us from that and deliver us from that. He didn't have to do that, but he did it because he loves us. So Noah was not different because he was naturally better or smarter or holier, right? But he rejected the lies of Satan and sin because God had saved him, right? He chose that path, which is awesome. My last question, why would God send a flood to kill all humankind? Oh, man, all right, let's see Canada, what you got? try to see Emma what do you got yeah yeah because of sin simple right it's because of sin God is perfectly good and so he hates all that's bad remember God is perfect in love and perfect in hate in his choices he's righteous and just in his decisions on that so he had created the world very good but now it's filled with evil because sin entered the world so the flood was a sign of the punishment that our sins deserve let me repeat that again. The flood was a sign of the punishment that our sins deserve, right? As our sins. Sin is that serious as God is that holy. Pretty big statement. So I thank you guys for listening today. Appreciate y'all being here. Um, let's go into a quick prayer. And today I want to I wanna lift up a prayer that every member of your family uh, would find grace in the eyes of God as Noah did, right? We find salvation in Christ. And if you haven't talked to anyone in your family today about that, Please pray for them. Please talk to them. It's so important because you don't know how long we live, right? We, 10 out of 10 of us die, 
right? And so how important is it to preach that gospel to your family members? So let's take that time to pray for them. God, we come once again to thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you for allowing us to hear the word and hear the truth. And we pray that we are good stewards of your word, Lord, seeking your truth through that. Um, we pray that as we learn today, we take that home, we take it to our friends and family and just spread that truth around to help those understand who you are, what you've done for us on the cross, and how can we be saved in you, Lord. Uh, we love you and praise you. In your name we pray, amen.